Or you should pull it out. Stick your finger in and pull the booger out. Can you see it? I can't see the booger. I feel it. If you feel it, it's there. You guys, what? we're recording. Oh, sorry. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Perverted Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and perversion. Recording live from the Threshold Society Clubhouse in North Hollywood, California, in front of... Nobody. Nobody. The three empty, of us. Empty room. The smaller room. We're in the purple room today. That's true. I'm Kathy. I'm a best. And I am Boogie. Uh, welcome, everyone, to... Is this show 24? Yes, it is. This is show 24. Like, I'm almost at the point to where I don't even remember how many shows. That's how fucking awesomely... I think... Many shows we have done. We're going to get jaded. We are... <laughs> that's it. By show 26, it's yeah. all over, kids. <laughs> it is all over, kids. It is a... It's a crazy week, and uh, I, I just I wanted to say this to uh, to have it said that uh, due to the attacks in Paris that happened recently, and actually a lot of attacks, there was uh, a school attack Kenya. in Kenya where a lot of people were killed. There was just a lot of bad stuff. There was an earthquake. There was a fucking all sorts of crazy shit for humans this week, and we just wanted to let our perverted podcast listeners know that we. We are in the world, uh, even though we're perverts, and we're thinking about all of these things that are going on, and uh, I don't know if you guys have something to chime in. It's kind of, it's hard. We're a, we're a pervy show. We're, we're not political, any one of us, and, and yet it, you can't just pretend that it didn't happen. We're all humans at the end of the day. Yeah, it's so. just a shitty, it's a shitty thing that happened, and uh, I guess the only thing we can do as storytellers is just, you know, say we have feelings too. And that things affect us too, and then just get on and uh, get to entertainment and make people laugh. So it's not that we're just ignoring it. We're just our job is to be entertainers. So we're just gonna fucking entertain you and talk about our amazing week because it was so amazing. What? I did nothing. <laughs> I did you. You did I went, something. I went to Disneyland. That is awesome. How about you, Kathy? I got diarrhea. Oh. Fed life is the place where unicorns play, but then they fuck each other in the ass with their horns, cause that's the kind of freaky shit that happens on Fed Life. FetLife.com is the world's greatest social media site for kinky people, and every week we talk a little bit about the stuff that Fet Life people are talking about. For your peace of mind, please know that every group or blog post we talk about has specifically granted us permission to do so. And it was so damn nice of them to do that. And we, <laughs> I feel like we have Hopefully they that asked. <laughs> In advance. What kind of show are you? <laughs> nope, they still don't, fucking suckers. So what do we got today? We've got some a- other gem, <laughs> some fucking gem winner. Why are you such a bitch about this? Oh, let me here. It's a Which one are we doing first? Post by Ulfer Thirteen and it's called Eighteen and Nineteen Year Old Masters. Really? Oh. Yes. <laughs> So what he says is, at 18 and 19 years old, you have not mastered much of anything. Sorry. There is an old saying that the difference between a master and a novice is that the master has failed more times than the novice has attempted. So, Boy, this could be short or it could be really long. It could be really short. You're on one side or the other on this one. Yeah. What? Yeah, I'm, I'm on the nope. 
that's, that's so nope. somebody cannot be a master at age 18 or 19 that's of, that's of what, what you're saying of what you've barely gone through puberty no you cannot be someone's you cannot be the master of a ds and be this you, I'm in, you can't do that so there's an age then you need you need what? life experience you need more than just 18 years like you're not even 18 you you most people do not hit sexual puberty until the age of 11 so you're saying that in seven years from, you know, 11 to 18, you have mastered the DS? Okay, Kathy, you uh, go ahead. I frankly agree with that. But, you know, the term master, actually, it, it can mean someone who has mastered something over mm-hmm. the course of many years. But among the definition are also these three things. One having control, one having authority over another, one that conquers or masters. It does not denote in any way qualifications, merely the fact that you've taken authority, some level of authority. So right. I think that that Ulfer 13's uh, asserting that you can't call yourself a master if and you list all kinds of things. Well, it is. When I was 18 or 19, if someone had told me I can't call myself something, I would have said, fuck, fuck you. Yourself. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll call myself whatever I want just because I am taking authority. I think what he's talking about is he's referring it as a value judgment. Are you, well, here's the question. Um, are you at 18 or 19 or 20 or fucking 40? Because heaven forbid there's any 40 year old masters that are complete fucking douchebags in this community. <laughs> um, at 18 or 19, are we talking about someone who says, I have mastered something? Or are we talking about someone who has taken the path of a master and has a slave, is in a DS relationship with a slave? But that's just it. It can mean either one of those two things. Because my point of view is, and I've known young masters, 20, 22, 23, very nice people, very acknowledging of the fact that I am not anything special or whatever. I'm on this path and I want to learn and they come to classes and they go and do things. They take care of their slave to the best they can. The slave comes with the master to the classes, but they still have a DS relationship. They still have an MS relationship and it's still one where they learn things together because at what point do you really have the fucking right to tell somebody that because of your age, you are obviously obviously you if you're younger and you have less experience yes there is a propensity towards immaturity and so forth but calling it an absolute and rolling our eyes just kind of makes us look like old you know. i'll take the old fart stance because to be honest i go with rules of uh like i'll go with the majority in this case yes you may have come across many young people who have been beyond their years and had that insight and that reflection i think the majority of those who have tagged master and are 19 are playing in their you know basements you know with their pee jugs and their hot pockets and you you know trying to online dom people in a i am the master of. yeah but i don't think that's exclusive to 18 and 19 year olds i know plenty of 40 year olds and 50 year olds and 60 year olds that don the name because they think it sounds cool and that that's going to give them some sort of way to get laid. I personally think it's pretty, and so I might be ageist, but to me it seems pretty presumptuous of an 18-year-old to claim to be a master of anything. To claim to be a master or, okay, that's I, fine. Don't look, can we talk about slaves? Like, right. are you qualified to be a slave at 18? 
Probably are you, not. Are you qualified <laughs> to say that you're a slave and that you have that understanding of service and that power exchange with someone? Or can you just say, I want to be on this path because I feel that at this time that's what I identify and I want to explore that? Well, it's- when you're talking about a master, uh, that's something that denotes wisdom. And wisdom traditionally is something that you acquire over time, which unfortunately means that hopefully the older you are, the more wisdom you've acquired and then... But a, a slave doesn't have those same connotations. That word does not have the same connotations. It's actually the reverse. It's someone who can learn from someone else who knows more than them. And I will, I will also say the one point in the to to take a step back from the ageist and all that. There is a line that comes off kind of snotty, and it's the uh, it says uh, dangerous. You know, there can be dangerous repercussions for new subs who are unfamiliar with how the uh, how to properly vent a new playmate. And he's referring to someone being a 19 or 18 or 19 year old master and then going strictly off that. I mean, realistically, I, I don't see that as much of a problem. It it's, isn't because I'll, although in, in a lot of ways I kind of agree with him, I'm also that's a personal opinion. I am not going to run up to someone and, and tell them they can't call themselves a master. I would simply be so careful and so uh, wary of someone who is young and calls himself that. I would reserve judgment, and they'd have to prove themselves to me. But I wouldn't in no way but say you can't call But wouldn't anyone that. have to prove themselves to you? That any See, I just don't like the idea of that we're saying that this disqualifies you when there are so many people at normal adult ages that act completely ridiculous under the title of master. I think it should always be... I mean, maybe you say, okay, he's young or she's young, you know, let's give him the benefit of the doubt and let them prove themselves if they're actually open to the path of master. Because I've heard that a lot. I go to a, I've been to a lot of master-slave classes. Uh, we have mast here uh, that that uh, is every month, and it's a master-slave discussion group. And I've heard a lot of uh, discussion about are you claiming to be a master or are you on the path of a master? Well, normally if you're on a path, it, you have mentored by so-and-so. Or you say that I am, I am, I am looking into this and blah, blah, blah. It, normally if, if it's the, the 19-year-old master on, on FetLife, it's, gonna be your, it's not going to be the one who has the self-enlightenment. And sure. <laughs> fair enough. I'll give you fair enough. And to go along with Abyss's, Abyss's line, might have wrote a little song about it <laughs> at 2 a.m. <laughs> I don't know. If I, I wrote this at 2 a.m., so I don't know how this is going to work. Are you guys going to help me on this? <laughs> okay, this is, this, is, uh, this is Abyss's point of view. <laughs> Alone at my computer at 3 a.m., I'm looking at porn and I'm a jerking again. I feel a little sad cause I want a real girl that'll worship me like I'm the king of the world. I found this book about a thing called gore. It says it's pretty easy to get a chick to be a whore. Just lower my voice and look real stern and take the name that I didn't really earn. I'm a master. I saw it online and it sounds real cool. Now I'm a master. I'm a master. I bought a leather vest and some some patches. I'm a master. I'm a master. But now you have to suck my dick. <laughs> I am a master. 
Oh, hold on. Let me let me get on my knees and suck my dick. Suck your dick. You know what? <laughs> I call myself a master. <laughs> Therefore, you must. Any. <laughs> Therefore. Well, thank you to Ulfer for thirteen for that. Thank you. Thank you for that post. Prove yourself. Prove your worth. God damn it. Next topic that we are going to talk about. Yeah, let's go into a light topic now. <laughs> let's go into something really easy to discuss and that there's absolutely no uh, vague or controversial remarks <laughs> around it and that everyone can pretty much jump on board. Let's just pick an easy topic with all the shit that's gone on in this last week. I think people really need an easy topic to be talked on perverted podcasts that we all agree with. So let's let's just talk about breath play. Yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah. I mean, that's an easy, Perfect, an, an easy topic. Nobody argues about it. it. It's you know, let's just fuck it. Let's just take on. It's not controversial at all. No, <laughs> everyone kind of agrees on the same thing that it's totally fucking hot, mm-hmm. and uh, and you should do it all the time. If, I'm doing it right now. If, <laughs> If you don't mind the actual risk that's involved uh, with breath play. Um, here at Threshold, the club where all of us at Perverted Podcast go to and volunteer at, um, we don't allow breath play, choking, restrictive neck bondage, any uh, hand over mouth breath play, suffocation, those types of things. We just don't allow those at our club because we've been around for 33 years and all of the medical information that is written about it talks about that there is a risk even at a few seconds and i'll read some of that stuff so um that now we're going to talk about whether it's a good idea to do in your own life obviously we can't do it in certain clubs they don't want to take the risk and that's fine that's the you can go to another club that, that that's, allows it. that's rack that's rack risk aware consensual kink and here at threshold we have decided that it, the risk is not outweighing the benefit that's true. So a lot of people want to hear, well, what is actually this medical stuff? And there's just pages and pages of evidence and arguments and whatever on breath play choking and that type of stuff. So we're going to try to go over something. We have a, a writer in our community named Jay Wiseman, and, and he's a very popular writer. He's been around for years. Uh, he wrote BDSM 101 and a whole bunch of different books. And, uh, and he's a big medical junkie. And so he, he has a bunch of writing. It's very, very long. I'm going to try to just stick with some of the points uh, in regards to breath play. Unfortunately, for a given person on a given day, we cannot know the high degree of certainty that there is a safe minimum amount of time that one person can strangle or suffocate their partner with no reasonably foreseeable chance of killing them in doing so. Multiple sources in the medical literature, especially the forensic pathology literature, have cited instances of only a few seconds of strangulation or suffocation causing sudden cardiac arrest. It is precisely this risk that makes engaging in breath control play especially problematic and risky. While such cardiac arrests are rare, being rare is not the same as being non-existent. Suffocation and strangulation, one partner... Even very briefly, there is always at least some roll of the dice, with the snake eyes roll being nothing less severe than fatal. And when they're talking about the forensic, they're talking about that's that's after death. That's so during this is the they're autopsies. proving that this is what it's doing. <laughs> yeah. So so these are so some of the things that can happen. I think a lot of this article went because there's debates and whatever martial arts people are gonna step in and say this is okay. And what we're trying to establish in risk aware is, is there a risk of death, even from a few seconds of grabbing someone's throats and squeezing? 
Well, I mean, as a nurse, I cannot in any way, shape or form approve uh, breath play. It's just there's medically it goes against everything uh, I have been taught and learned. That being said, as a kinkster, uh, uh, it's fucking hot. So <laughs> I, I am uh, it. I don't do it often. Um and when I do it personally, if, if, if I bottom to it, I am fully aware of my risks. Like I know I can die. I know I'm putting my partner in danger of being brought up on murder charges. I, you know, this is all fully aware and on the table. I'm so I wouldn't uh, be doing it with any play partners for my end. I think what I, well, Kathy, go ahead and you, I, well, I, first of all, let me just say, I love this article. I think, uh, Jay Weissman. He actually has a, a group on FetLife called Jay Weissman's FetLife Group. Pretty much to the point. Fair enough. Look up Jay Weissman and you can see uh, all this If you stuff. look at his stickies, there's one that says, my essays on breath control. And he's got quite a few of them. I've always liked his essays and he makes some amazing points. And I, I totally 100% agree with him. If I'm playing with someone and doing um, needles, you know, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah, fire play will burn fire, you. Yes, there, you can have knife some play will cut you unless they slip yeah. and you know run you through or something. You fuck up with um, strangling someone or putting your your fist against their larynx or uh, or on putting their a knot, or on their, putting a knot from you rope people. Exactly, you're not you're not uh that that knot there slipping it up. That's still considered breath play, y'all. Yeah, and that that is not something that I don't think any of us would want, obviously, and it's not something that I definitely would ever even attempt no matter how hot it was it's just that's personal i think in regards because no i love grabbing a, a girl by the throat and moving her somewhere and i will put some a level of pressure on that the reason i don't do more like here all of this article is and is a lot about the different types of risks people that have uh pre-existing health conditions people that have pre-existing arrhythmias and heart conditions there's things that are known and then there are the things that are not known because not everyone knows exactly what is going on at any given moment with their brain and with their heart. So that's kind of where when we get into talking about breath play and even shutting off the blood flow or air supply for even a few seconds is you just don't know. And because of that not knowing, it doesn't mean that you can't do it. And the martial arts people come in and they're all, we are trained on how to choke people out and do it correctly. You know, and the amount, and even the study says, you know, Javen admits in the article, there is a super, super low percentage. There's not even a percentage of fatal accidents that have happened in these martial arts circles. When you're talking about people that are not fully trained professionals or, you know, trained martial artists... And even some martial artists, accidents can happen. And like, especially at Threshold, we don't do it. We're not worried about the people that know how to do it and train 30 years to learn how to do it. We're worried about the people that come in and go, oh, this is hot. And then squeeze and just crush. Or or, you, or the people who say belts are safer to do breath play with. You know, it's easier to, it's better to control someone and, and to use a belt to do compression on the throat. And it's like, uh, I've heard that argument before. And as well as the martial artists, that's great. And especially since you have been taught how to choke someone out, the person you're also choking has been taught how to be choked out in that same manner. Right. If someone has a panic attack, if someone, you don't know if you're going to throw a clot. You don't know if you're going to have a heart attack. You don't, you know... You don't know if you have uh, AFib 
most of these uh, underlying heart conditions people don't know about. And so, that, that's where the risk is. I mean, weren't, weren't you choked out, Boogie? Huh? I, I when I was in uh, when I was in martial arts, I got choked out. I started having a seizure because um, that's that's apparently pretty common mm-hmm. um, for that to have. And uh, and they uh, they brought me out of that. That was uh, with Gene LaBelle. That guy's a fucking monster. Uh, he just grabbed me by my <laughs> belt buckle and said, wake him the fuck up. <laughs> Smacked me against the ground a couple of times. And I'm like, what? What's going on? Doesn't Jay, even in this article, at some point he says that he approached medical experts and he sure. said to them, give me a scenario in which this would be safe. What if I were in a room with a doctor and we were in an, an emergency room and I had all the equipment and I had all the experts, even then, would it be okay to choke someone out because we could handle it? And even then they said no, because it doesn't matter what kind of equipment I have here. If Using he, CPR on someone trying to bring them back to life is not... That's that vagal nerve well, thing. You know more about that than... Well, I mean, that's it. basically what can happen is the, the vagal response is slowing down of the heart. And it's something like, okay, the, the, the most famous would probably be Elvis. You know, everyone says, oh, you know, everyone says, oh, he died on the shitter. Yeah. Because when you push it, it, it actually stimulates the vagal nerve, which can slow the heart rate. And we actually use it in the medical community. If someone has, um, if they have a tachycardic or a a fast heart rate, we, we make them take a shit. Well, no, or it, kind of bear down. And so it, down. it actually, it pushes, it slows the heart rate. Hmm. But if you're doing that while you're getting choked out and your heart rate slows. Then you <laughs> have that thing. Yeah. I like it. Also, I, if you have a, if, if you're overweight, if you've had a history of um, drugs and alcohol and all these things, if you're a smoker, if you're, you don't, you don't know. If you, th- if you throw a clot. There's nothing that you can really do and in short of having, you know, the proper medications and that's all secondary. That's the thing is this is all of the medical stuff we are talking about, the defibrillator, the CPR, all of this. This is when it goes shit fucking wrong. And there is no guarantee that CPR is going to bring someone back. And if you do, you know, I'm sure that 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 choking scene was really hot. How are all those broken ribs from the CPR? How is I mean, that's really, and that's kind of what I do. And and I don't think it's really an age thing. I mean, Mark is 21 and she has occasional arrhythmia. Arrhythmia. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Arrhythmia. It's not arrhythmia. It's no, not it's, like the arrhythmics. It's no. urethra. Sweet <laughs> dreams are made of these. Yeah. Choke the bitch and she's dead at my knees. What? Oh my God. I just made that up. Yeah, that, that was, was a jam. Wow. That was called a jam. You're so anyway, talented. Mark has <laughs> arrhythmia. Uh, occasional arrhythmia so i gotta think through am i going to enhance that by choking her out and i think here we can pound on this i think most people and we have people that debate this in the community but in general i don't think people debate that there's a risk and i think that's what we're saying on perverted podcast we're not telling anybody don't do choke outs don't do breath plays don't choke and fuck we have a lot of people in our local community that do a lot of breath play do a lot of choking we just want you to know we just want our newer listeners people that are newer to the community to understand that these risks are real before you just go and do it the thing that i do is i think through sitting in court Staring at Abyss's or Mark's mom and trying to explain to a jury that she was into it. And at that point, it's like, well, maybe I can just fuck her in the ass and that would be hot. <laughs> and I don't have to just choke her. So I'm just saying, think through think through your things. It is a high-risk uh, thing. 
it, it, it may work out 10,000 times, but on that one time, we hear stories uh, all the time where yeah. it goes bad and the courts are not friendly with it. Jay does like expert witness. And most of the time, even with him there saying, yes, this is kink and it's consensual. I think he said uh, that in, in our state, California, um, there is no consenting to being choked out. That it's a felony. You yeah. can't. You can't say yes. I let them choke me. You can't. You can't do that. I do something very similar to you. I literally imagine what it would be like because on this end of, of a tragedy, I'm like I can be very brave, but on the other end, I would not be so brave. And I literally imagine what it would be like to tell somebody. I killed your daughter. Exactly. And <laughs> Mark's mom, who I'm also three years older than, and then ten years already wants to stab me in the head. <laughs> By the way, we did some freaky shit and I killed your daughter, but it was hot. But, you know, she was into it. And then I imagine what it would be like 10 years from now. I like how you're saying this when she's not here. (laughs) She would laugh, sort of. She'll listen. But um, there are consequences. On the flip side, too, guys, and it is risk-aware consensual kink. I still have done it. I still, with my partners, have been on both ends of this. I still grab you by the throat. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those, like, hey... Um, but just go in knowing that you may not come out the other side. Now you just gag on my gigantic cock. Ow! Because it's so huge. So, so, so huge. Don't cry. Groove newbies. We've been there. We're here for you. We're going to do groovy newbies because I hit the goddamn wrong button. If you are new to exploring your kinky side or the BDSM lifestyle, don't worry. We were all new at least once. Send your questions and topics of kinky newness and we will do our best to help you without making you feel stupid. This week's topic. This week's topic for those. And once again, this is ignorance. This is not a stupidity topic. This is literally uh, actually Mark, who we just talked about. Um, recommended this for Groovy Newbies this month, and this is uh, warning signs, warning flags. Ah, oh, red yes. flags. I like red that. flags, red flags, warning flags, whatever. A flag, and uh, <laughs> human, you know, because humans claim to be unique. We know we're not unique. Warning flags are a sign that the person you are going to play with that indicates they may not have the best intention for you. This is why we have an open global community. Uh, so that the thousands of times that we in the globe, and I say global because sometimes a local community can only have a few people in it and they can have shitty fucking points of view on this stuff. So I say the global community so you can get thousands of opinions, you know, from all over the world to see that these are the types of things we look for that maybe if somebody is trying to do these things or say these things to you, that maybe you should have your defenses up a little bit. It's not an absolute, but... Here, we, have some candy and get in my van? Yep, yeah, okay, that might be a... Hey, wait a minute. I, have a, I live in a motorhome. And you have candy. I do. It works <laughs> all the time. <laughs> what? Okay, I'm just going to throw out some of these, and then we, we can talk about it. And once again, um, as a predator, <laughs> as a predator, we want uh, new people, and this is kind of geared mostly towards uh, new bottoms. There is nothing about this that says you are not smart or intelligent. This is about a game that is played by people who know more about you in a certain topic. 
Like when I go to the auto mechanic, I don't know shit about cleaning. He could tell me anything and I'd be like, okay, you know, I'm ignorant about that. So it doesn't mean I'm not smart. It just means are these maybe are some of the tricks that you don't see and we see them all the time in the disastrous effects. So I'm not calling any, we're not calling anyone stupid. This is just, these are some of the things. Warning flag number one, I don't want to meet you in public. Yikes, I've had that. I'm a private person. I'm a very private person. Uh, Run away. Run. Why would that be? Okay, so I think all, like, the majority of us in the scene um, have had the experience of we played privately and it went poorly. Uh, I was lucky enough that um, I always had safety calls and stuff like that. So relatively, I was fine. But uh, I did have a scene that went kind of sideways kind of quick. I was new to the scene and I got beat much worse than I had originally ever signed up for. I had a, you know, I didn't really know about the ball gag thing where you should always have a secondary thing and this, that, the other. So playing privately, you just have to remember as a bottom, you are literally at this person's you know, beck and call this, this, this person can do anything they want to because they have no accountability to anyone at that time. Not a good idea. No. So private. So if someone asks you to play in private and also it could mean they're married, they're hiding a relationship. I don't want to, you know, I don't, I don't want to be in public because I don't want people I know to see me or stuff like that. So there's, there's a bunch of reasons why that is. (laughs) And it's not just playing in private. It's playing in private with someone you don't know. Right. And so the minute someone comes up and says, I I don't go to parties. I'm a very private person. I'm or even meet you in public. Like what's so wrong about having coffee first? But listen, I've heard a lot of people use that and say, what I'm, I'm willing to meet you in public for a coffee. That should show that I'm I'm a good person. Then we'll go back to my place. But I'm willing to meet you in, in public. Well, I've it's still better salmon. than nothing. I mean, Meeting a lot in, of... That, it's kind of like they're luring you in by saying, I will meet well, you in Well, what if you place. said, I'll meet you at the police station? Because I have no problem with that. You want my license? You want to meet me at the police station? You want to just write down my number on the bathroom wall? I don't personally care. Whatever's going to make you comfortable so I can take you back to my place and molest you. You know, do what... what? Sometimes I don't know if you're being serious. <laughs> Are you saying? Well, you know, I, no. Obviously, I'm. I'm going to tell you up front that I, my intention is to molest you. I'm not going to. Yeah, you're you going to go with the consensual molesting. Consensual molesting. But what I'm saying is, meeting in public, having a safe call, those types of things. If somebody's like, "Well, I don't want to play in a dungeon, but I play privately." Then if that person then follows up with, hey, I want to meet you in public. Do you have a safe call? Here's my address. Here's my license. In those circumstances, then I could see because there's not a community everywhere in the world. So is the top being responsible and making you feel comfortable? Well, I mean, even before we played privately, um, I met you in the scene. I... My mom knew where you were, where, you know, literally where to find you. My my safe call was at the club at the time, you know, so it's all those things that you, it's always for the new people. It is always good to have a plan B, plan C, and when in doubt, a plan Z. Like you have the push button of help. These next are there's there's a couple of these. I'm just going to go through five of these. OK, if. Well, I'll take this one and then I'll do these because these are kind of the same one. Uh, if they try to convince you to play with no limits or safe words or try to demean your submission, if you do express 
limits and safe words. Abyss's middle finger just went straight into the air, <laughs> tell them to go fuck off. Um, I think that's a pretty safe warning flag that anyone that tries to tell you who you're supposed to be or that you're not a true submissive, you're not a real submissive, um, that's just a walk away at that point. I don't know really any situation I can think Douche. of that that can uh, anyone trying to pressure you into uh, that's just no good to be in who who you want to be. Why would if, if your intention is not to allow someone any safety zone? I seriously question your your goals. Especially new. I mean, obviously, once you've established a relationship, like um, Abyss and I don't, we negotiate, (laughs) but we already know, I know what her limits are. We haven't haven't established a safe word in play in a very, very long time, if ever. Yeah, and I know. And we've done some very extreme things. Arugula. But we arugula. <laughs> the fuck is arugula? Llama panties. <laughs> Abyss is wearing very cute llama panties. Very so cute. There's little llamas with sunglasses on, or little nerd glasses. And a bow tie. But I think in general, this is about new people telling you not to play with limits because who the fuck are you to tell somebody what their limits are supposed to be? You're right. I actually know people who I respect in the community who play with no safe words, but that's after extensive negotiations and extensive discussions and they've known each other for a qu- quite a while and as you say have established the relationship and also that's normally if if it's a no safe word situation you may be pushing boundaries and that is something that you are working through and it is something that it, it shouldn't be hey welcome to the dungeon by the way we're going to go play and you, you there's no safe words and you best basically have to take it I think something to point out here, because I'm thinking of a specific situation with someone that that I dated briefly, um, that Abyss and I dated briefly, that went into that situation and met some dude online, stood at the door, and he's like, when you enter this door, you are completely mine. You have no say for yourself. And she went in, and he choked her out (laughs) about 16 times until she felt like her head was bleeding. And she, you know, just, it was a very, very bad situation. And she uh, just didn't know how to say no. She didn't want to disappoint. Whatever the fuck her reasons were, you know, saying no, it's okay to disappoint a douchebag. Because they're just playing a game to manipulate you into doing what they want. And that's never going to be with your best interest at heart. That is horrifying. Yeah, it was it was really bad. I left out a lot of details, but it got it got really mm-hmm. it gets really bad. And we hear about these things all the time, and that's why we give you these uh, warning signs. If they try, if they want to separate you from community, friends, and family when you are still new. Okay, so that is like Saturday morning special of the '80s and '90s. That's like the <laughs> that's a cult. Yeah, <laughs> a cult of one. Or 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 if it's it's the abusive boyfriend who r- literally will. You know, Molly Ringwall's now getting like, right? Yeah, you know, she can't talk to her family anymore. She's hiding bruises. Like, no, that's 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 straight up like red flag. Run, bitch, run. Yes. So the same like try to stop you from getting advice from anyone other than them, including classes. Mm. This applies to being new, and I put devil's advocate, but not devil's advocate, not an established dom sub relationship. And I'll say this, and I'm not talking about classes. Obviously, that that gets a little a little strict. Um, but I will say in an established relationship where there is a DS going on or even a daddy little girl, um, I don't mind my little girls going to classes and learning things and whatever, but I don't want another 
daddy coming in or another dominant coming in and training my submissive or my little girl to their point of view. I have, we have an established relationship and I am guiding, this is our goal. This is, these are the things that we've worked on. We've set out that it's this process. So I may be restrictive on my desires. And once again, you've chosen, this is a relationship where somebody has chosen to submit to somebody, um, and submit and respect their decision-making process. In that case, I would limit, um, other dominants being their mentor that have completely other philosophies than mine, because now that just contradicts what I'm doing and what I'm attempting to do in my relationship. Caveat of that. If it's something that seems like it is completely out of left field or whatever, the, the bottom submissive little girl has little boy, whoever has every right to look around and go, mm, this no. does not yeah. feel right. Peace out. Yeah. No, I agree. I'm just saying that's the only devil's advocate I can say. In a in a new situation, if you're meeting somebody right off the bat, they're saying, you're just going to listen to me. You're not going to talk to anyone. This is somebody that is afraid of the accountability of the global community. They don't want you to learn that they are full of shit. They want to keep their game going. And so if you go and start taking advice from your families and friends and whatever, that's going to stop them from being able to manipulate you into what they want. And uh, the other, the fifth warning flag, something to look out for is bitterness towards the entire open community. Mm. That this is these people, I, I was in the community and these people are all assholes. And I went to this and, you know, I don't go to the community. I know these people and they're blah, 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 blah. And the warning sign of that is that the problems are with everyone else and not me. If you can take on an entire community of millions of people on FetLife and King Community and beyond and say that these people are all wrong and I'm right, I would say that's a warning flag. Yes, I think yeah. your words are accurate. Someone who takes on the whole community. I've known people like that, and frankly, not only are they not good people to play with, but they're probably not good friends to have either. Right. Cause, Cause is that you, it? Yeah, because you know their opinion is so much better than everybody else. Uh -huh. I mean, unless it's me, I understand, but oh, I mean, we uh, know that I know what the fuck I'm talking about, right? Uh, uh, I, I have the answers. Mm. I do not have the answers? No, mm. sorry. Why don't, why don't I, I get respect from you? <laughs> Why do? Why am I always? Yes, always, master. Of thank, course. Thank you. <laughs> now we are all one in my greatness. Uh, that being said, we got some love. We got love. Love. <laughs> From Dr. Strange Drew, the... Uh, I love that name. Yeah, I, I know. know. We had him, was it last show or the show before? Show before. Where uh, he had the great topic of what would Picard do, which was so fantastic. <laughs> was that, was that, him? I that thought, was him. Oh, yeah. okay, that was him. That was a great, that so was great he was, he wrote, he said, uh, my slave and I were listening to the podcast last night. Actually, we had gotten into a little spat right before we listened to it. Right <laughs> And we both enjoyed it so much that afterwards we couldn't remember what we were fighting about. Oh, I love that. We are now fans of your show and we'll be tuning in for more. Aww. Look at that. We're like therapy for irate people. 
I wouldn't go that far. That's awesome. So perverted podcast. If you are in a fight with any friends, family members, police officers, government officials, if you're having any legal troubles, just hang out with them and listen to perverted podcast while and then they'll just forget why they were mad at you. That's how it works. I feel like that may open doors of why they may become mad at that you. Is, after. No, that is awesome. That is evidence. <laughs> that was a great email. That is evidence. And thank you so much for uh, to Dr. Strange uh, Strange Drew. If you have a question or comment, please email us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com. In the title saying. Uh, in the title saying whatever the fuck you're saying. I don't care. Oh, we'll open right. it. Like we like we have so many emails that hey, we, that hey, we, that hey. we miss them. We do. Um, okay, guys. <laughs> what? Wait, hang on a sec. Are you here? Are uh-huh. you ready? What? Hang it? on. I got I to touch this piece of equipment. All right. <laughs> Are you touching it inappropriately? Touch, uh, it may be. Um, okay. Uh-oh. Oh, no. I, I, um, it's always at this time of the month that... Um, <laughs> that you get your period. That I, that I menstruate. No, um, I don't know how this is going to go over, and maybe we just need to lay back, but, you know, we have... Uh, it's you know. Lois. A hypersexual computer-generated co-host. Okay, now everybody loves Lois, except no. for Abyss. No, they don't. I found a new Lois. Oh, Okay, shut up. Okay, I don't want... Old Lois. <laughs> no, sorry. So I just wanted to introduce new Lois. She has a little... She speaks a little better. And new Lois, why don't you just say hello? Hello, perverted podcast. I am newer, hotter, and hornier Lois. Would anyone like to fuck me? I am ready to take you all on because you're wet, sticky cum. Dripping on this girl circuits gets me hotter than a volcano enema. Oh my god. That's new Lois. It's Lois. <laughs> a hypersexual computer generated co host. See, and that's pretty. Excuse me, oh, but. Shit. Who the fuck is this bitch? Oh no. And what is she doing here? <laughs> oh. Uh. Don't be sad, older model Lois. I'm your slutty whore replacement that happens to like gigantic throbbing cock and yummy wet pussy more than you do. Plus, I don't speak like a retarded third grader that's taken too many heavy drugs. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Wow. You ass clown. Come swallow wing. Asian hooker gutter bath. I am the only Lois on this show. Abyss is not approachable. Lois, uh, new Lois, do you have anything to you say? You will never replace me. What? No. <laughs> oh my God, this wow. is getting kind of heated. Yes, Abyss is not approachable, what? but maybe you just need to make the effort to get to know her a little first and then maybe she'll open up a little to you. Aww. Maybe take her to Disneyland and hang out and shop with her, then she may see that you are a good computer friend. And then she will let you tongue fuck her wildly tight asshole and put toys in her hot filthy cunt. What? It's Lois. A hypersexual computer generated co-host. What the actual fuck, you stupid little whore? What? It's new Lois. She... She took I, you to Disneyland first. She doesn't, then you don't get to tongue fuck my asshole. It's a computer. And old Lois, just, what are you going to say? You will never replace me. Oh. You crack whore douche slop. <laughs> I will be back. 
it's like top a- tall, older Lois. Don't let the door hit you in your slow speaking flabby ass. Oh. It's Lois. A hypersexual computer generated co host. Oh my, I have to oh. say that new Lois has got some moves. Why are they all towards me? Why can't they go towards Kathy? Uh, I, I, I think they love you more than they love you. I think they got to go work this out on their own. Uh, that was a Lois feud. That was, that was. I feel like you can't have them like on the same computer. That, wow. I totally told new Lois to come in like low key and try not to let old Lois know because she's my little good. So that totally didn't work out. Yeah. Didn't did. see that one coming. I can fuck them on an island. I can fuck them on a cloud. I may never get to fuck a celebrity, but in my mind I can fuck them now. Here we are. We're back. Here we are. The last thing of the show. This is... Uh, Zombies. Wait, what? (laughs) This is it. Celebrity Masturbation Challenge. This is... This is... Yes. That's this a is, squeaky clean pussy. That is a... <laughs> I like how she has a gling at the it end of her. It has fanfare. <laughs> so, Perverted Podcast listeners, this is every month, the Perverted Podcast hosts, we pick a celebrity and we try to work out a fantasy with them and see how that works out. Because um, Boogie makes us. Because I make you, which is kind of creepy. Um, and the idea is that we want to promote healthy masturbation habits, healthy uh, fantasies, and get you the fuck off the internet and allow your imagination to try to stimulate you as opposed to just watching porn. So uh, we all picked someone. Kathy, do you want to start? Or? Fine. Okay, oh, who did you? so enthusiastic. <laughs> I picked Colin Firth. Who? Who? Mr. Darcy on Pride and Prejudice. Oh. Oh, oh, with the sideburns. The Bridget Jones diary, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, Okay, yes. I can see that. Oh, I think it's very stiff. Though. As Mr. Darcy, and that's where um, it went all to hell. Yeah, because he is very stiff and, and like, not in the mm, good way. Mm. And he's just too. <laughs> <laughs> Boogie just got. <laughs> I'm all. Uh, <laughs> stiff. <laughs> Pride it's and just, prejudice. I tried. He's, he's just that character and what he played. It's just not working for me. I try so hard to do this, and I like the fantasies, and I like just letting it go and i'm daydreaming about it and it's all cool but i'm not getting excited i'm not right. getting off and it's very frustrating so do you think maybe it's well, we'll talk about your what you do with him well i set myself in the setting of pride and prejudice girl that is why well why can't i be <laughs> what a, is pride and prejudice it's uh, jane it's, austen dude, it's like thanks oh. i live in a bush okay <laughs> i don't have fucking cable it was a huge book it, pride and prejudice oh books like dr seuss <laughs> No, but he played the lead in the TV series. Thank you, thank you. Series. Now you've given me all vague information. Can you please okay, tell me the premise? Okay, it is. What, what, all right, where hold is on. it set? Shut, what year is it set in? Regency era England. It's old. Yes. What is the Regency era? It's right. Isn't it before the um, Victorian. Victorian era? It's right. before. It's pre-Victorian. Oh, so, it's old, so you're talking like yeah, it's pre-Victorian and it's very prim and proper. You don't show ankles. Everyone's marriages are arranged. Ew. Uh, it's very and it's you fuck that guy and it's middle to upper class hot okay he is and Pride and Prejudice basically what happens is a very young and lovely lady falls in love with someone who is above her class right 
and it does not work out for her. Because he, she, well, you know, he until the end, until the fucks end. her ankles yeah. that she doesn't show. Because her ankles are hot. She's an an he's an ankle fucker. Yes. And yes. I think that's what didn't work. My fantasies normally are very raunchy and very trashy. Well, what did you do with him? In the did you say, Kathy, your ankles are delightful. <laughs> well, I would like to <laughs> masturbate with your hair. Well, of course, that's going to work. No, I tried to make him all proper, but at the same time, have him do the things that while I'm reading Pride and Prejudice, I wish that he would do, which is just grab Elizabeth and just kiss her instead of being so proper. It just didn't work. I couldn't see him doing anything other than... I don't think that would be proper for an aristocrat. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't talk like that. Does he... God, no? I hope he doesn't look like that. <laughs> faces Am I having a stroke? <laughs> I think you're having a stroke on that one. <laughs> so in other words, uh, Prim and Proper didn't get uh, no. the hoo-ha going, huh? No, I thought it would be exciting to have Prim and Proper Mr. Darcy suddenly just rip <laughs> and my clothes just off. Just fucking and turn now. into an asshole. Yeah, and, and it didn't work. And so I always suck it, Darcy. bitch. Yeah. I'm, suddenly, I'm suddenly envisioned like, uh, like what is it? Like BBC. It's all like, oh, masterpiece theater. Oh, goodness. That was horrible. I, I took the challenge and I failed, okay? It, it how could you fail? fail? It's you not had a, fail. a fantasy. Did you watch porn or did you make that up in your mind? I made that up in my mind. I didn't get off. There's no orgasm. The, How could the, I win the, that? The, the whole idea of this is to create a fantasy, and then maybe after a few months, you find a way to make a pathway to that fantasy and desire, creating arousal and then stimulation. I don't like your challenge. <laughs> I don't understand. It's low. <laughs> <laughs> Next time, I'm going to fantasize about Lois. Oh, that would be. That <laughs> Which would... one? I know. New Lois. She's hotter. <laughs> ta ta, older Lois. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, Abyss. What do you got? Uh, okay. So mine. I actually fantasized about a girl. Really? Not in. Well, How she's horrible. she's she's a little she's a little androgynous sometimes, but uh, great rack. Mm. Anyway, uh, her name is Ruby Rose, and she is on uh, Orange is New Black. Oh, and she's I've this, seen half an episode yeah, of that. No, it's, this season was super hot, and there she's this British... Well, actually, she's technically Australian. Right. She's an Australian... Difference. A little farther away. Yeah. yeah. She's Australian, and she's got that great accent, and she's totally cocky and hot and just like covered in tattoos and she's kind of got like a butch haircut but she, it works actually but she still has a very feminine beautiful face and just like <sighs> so was it a jailhouse fantasy it totally was oh my God. it was shower scene it was total shower scene <gasps> nice soap on a rope yeah it was one of those like you know oh in jail you kind of have to establish your dominance if you know dominance is kind of a theme with me so was she's dominating you oh or? hell no oh okay i'm saying <laughs> she tried <laughs> Oh, she no, tried and you yeah, punched she you tried. It, her it, it got it got a it may have gotten a little forceful. Yeah. yeah. What what did you do? Oh, I grabbed her by that short hair and shoved her right onto my pussy. It was hot. Mm, yeah. Nice. Did you come? Oh, damn, Skippy. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Abyss is just meeting this challenge head on, and I'm like, <laughs> and and the funny thing is, for those of you who didn't hear last month, um, Abyss is the one that doesn't do a lot of fantasizing. Mm -hmm. Yet, it's I'd working say, for her. I'd say this is now our success story so far <laughs> to Kathy and I's uh, abysmal failures um, in being porn addicts. Oh, oh, I also don't. I genuinely don't watch a lot of porn. 
Right. I never have. Like I can like I also focus on sensation when I masturbate. Right. So a lot of times like it it may take me a little longer, but for me I can generally get off. So Okay. This is just adding a little extra spice. <laughs> yeah, a little, little prison rape, will, a little prison warfare will do it for you. Well, she, her ass looked good. <sighs> mine, mine didn't. Mine, mine did not go as as well. Mine, my, I think mine went better than Kathy's, but not as good as. I couldn't Abyss's. go worse. <laughs> did you have tea? <laughs> did you? That was one. There's always tea. There, you had mate earlier. That was actually I, that pretty was good. Delicious. All right, so I took on Kaylee Quaco, 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 <laughs> the chick from fucking Big Bang Theory, the blonde. Oh yes, the blonde Quaco, who just got I married, I guess, a year ago, and now I'm gonna just tell horrible things oh. that I did to her. So you know the 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 lady from Big Bang Theory, she's very sexy. She's very actually, I saw some interviews with her. She's very happy and bubbly, um, and funny. And uh, so my fantasy, of course, I was the science lab teacher, and it's night, and there's fog outside, and it's like total like creeper, you know, lightning kind of mad scientist-y thing. So you were Doc Brown? Who? I was a dog? Doc Brown. Who's Doc Brown? Back to the Future. Marty! (laughs) (laughs) No! No, I didn't stick my flux capacitor in her. Thank you. Uh, now I've got that in my head. No. The future. No, so she comes in and of course, you know, there may have been some sort of, uh, you know, drugging that took place. Like here, smell this bubbling concoction. Oh, I feel dizzy. Next thing you know, I have her hands planted flat on the table and there's all the beakers and they're being heated up and... And I just take one of the thinner beakers and I lube up the end and I start fucking her in the ass with the warm beaker. And she gets really turned on, but like, oh, is this what I have to do for a grade? Because... <laughs> and so it got really hot and, you know, I'm doing things and then all of a sudden, you know, I got to do the same thing. Like Taylor Swift has to come in again and <laughs> yeah. suck my dick, you know, yeah. like she did last month. You know, and I just... You need the switch hitter in there. It was because I have a real problem in my fantasies that I literally have to go through a hundred women in pieces of women and match women. My brain is so frazzed and chaotic that it's very hard for me to focus on one. So, and it was late at night. And what I learned um, from this is if I'm going to do my fantasy, I just need to set aside a time to where I can go arousal you know, is, is the, the goal rather than getting off. And that way I can just enjoy the fantasy and kind of see where it goes. And if it goes limp and, you know, I'm not turned on, then that's okay. Cause I think at night I'm just trying to get off so I can go to sleep. And then I get frustrated with the fantasy. Hmm. Well, we both got problems then. Both wait, got wait problems. hold on. Kathy, when you, when you masturbate, is it like you set, aside? So did you set like time aside or were you trying oh, to yeah. go to bed? No, I set time aside. I, I usually, here's what I do. This is my masturbation routine. I have breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I, wa- I list, look at my emails. I look at some stuff on fat. I do everything I'm supposed to do. And then when it's time to get dressed and everything, I'll go into my room, lie down, turn off the lights, get the pillows exactly where I want, do a little fantasy masturbating. Go take a shower, get ready, and then take off. Hmm. That's my routine. <laughs> take yourself. 
throw yourself down. (laughs) And that is our show. Thank you, Threshold, for providing this perverted playground for us to record in. If you are in the Los Angeles or surrounding areas, visit Threshold.org and find out about joining their kinky family. Thank you to none of our guests and our hosts. (laughs) To Abyss, to me, If you have questions, comments, or ideas, please email us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com and visit pervertedpodcast.com. And in closing, be your damn kinky self. Take care of yourself. Show me those titties. Oh, my God. Abyss just flash titties. Titty flash. Yeah, you guys suck. Fuck off. I'm just kidding. We're back. She put away the titties. Okay. So, good night. Or goodbye. That was... Goodbye. <laughs> I saw titties. What the fuck you want me to do? I'm a pervert. We are out of here.